Episode 33, Switchback in the Saddle Again. Welcome to the Adventures in the Lollygagging Podcast. This is episode number 33. 33, right? Crit success. We are. It is a crit success. I was also going to say we are like kind of one third on our way to 100. Do you think we're going to make 100? Do you think we're going to? I think we'll die before that. No, your characters aren't going to. But do you think we're going to? It could happen. I think it could happen. Like, I'm I sort of, I don't know. Like, I believe I'm, in it. I don't really have like a, a clear idea of how many episodes this is going to take. But I mean, all of our other campaigns, like whenever we've done like a really long campaign, it's been like a 10 month to 12 month campaign. Yeah, usually around a year. Yeah, something like between that. So I don't know, like our shortest one was our Starfinder campaign where we did, like when we did our full, actually, no, I guess our shortest one was our Genesis campaign, which was like a week. <laughs> that was fun, man. I week. still want to get back to that. And, the, and then there was the alien one after that where we're in the abductions. That was cool. That was, I think that was a two session thing when we did the end of the world. Yeah. The end of the world thing. That there would have been fun. another one though, right? Uh, yeah. Like there could have been like, did I ever tell you my plan? So the idea of the end of the world is that with, with fantasy flight games is that the world ends and there's like four different kinds. There's like the robot theme book. There's the alien theme book. There's the zombie theme book. And there's the gods theme book. I had the alien one. And so the, the GM basically gets abducted and everyone plays themselves. And so that's what we did. And so everyone, the whole campaign was us trying to like fight off these weird aliens that had like ice cream trucks and were coming to coming through the, <laughs> the neighborhood. You remember that? Had my broke ass car. Yeah. And then we got your broke ass car. And then you guys got to like the, one of the campuses, the college campuses, and then you're getting chased by alien dogs. And then you all got sucked up into space. And so, and that's how we ended it, right? And that was like the end. But I was ready to do more with it. And I was going to do like, yeah, you know what we're going to do? You guys are on like an alien reality TV show or something like that. And I was going to have you, like it was going to be like Hunger Games or something. I don't know. I had these stupid ideas. It made no sense. Uh, You know what else doesn't make sense? Uh, Actually, no, this campaign makes a lot of sense to me. But I know everything that's going on. Is it making sense to you? It's it's coming together a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Still a lot of mysteries. Sure. Oh, yeah. We're getting to that point. Like you you guys are aware of, one one conspirator for sure right and you've got you've got ideas of factions but it's some of them are masked and so you don't necessarily know who's behind them if they're even recognizable to begin with um last episode there's some interesting things there because in addition to like the inner politics of verdum and the ruin and the monarchy and stuff like that and definitely the insurgents that want to take them down there's these things that are floating around about the the ruin itself and the people who are here because we had you know we've we've got uh these these obelisks with these different languages uh we've got this discovery of this statue we've got you know we've got this idea of a of a long lost civilization that wasn't even from here like there's all these weird sort of historical components that are kind of coming into play as well and what that factors in so but we're getting there I think we're getting there. And so I'm kind of excited because like we're hitting we're hitting a pretty big point uh soon. Soon. It's gonna be very uh it's gonna be very interesting. So uh quick summary. Uh, you all uh, after having 
having chased down Keon in a late snowstorm. Uh, it took most of the day into the deep into the night and the party separated. We had Bear pulling off from the chase to led, lend aid to Lavinia, who had become incapacitated. Uh, strange is becoming too much. We had Sophia and Erwin and Hubert continuing the chase down Keon. Hubert's loyalties, unbeknownst to his allies, probably torn. Like, like how are you feeling, Hubert? Yeah. So originally, like, I'm, I'm like all monarchy, but like, yeah. Even though I'm ex warden, I still like. Yeah, part of it, but then all of, like learning about how this insurgents and like what they do mm. to its people is making me like, yeah, maybe they're right that I'm working for the wrong side, sort of thing. Yeah, I'm trying to make it. I mean, like I do this in pretty much most of the campaigns. Is I try to make it where you know, it's even the even the villains, if there's such a thing, you know, I want to make it that the different factions definitely. From their perspective, it makes sense, right? Because I always feel like a villain, like whoever we consider, whoever you all consider the villain to be, because I don't have one, like I don't think of it in the way you all think of it, right? But I always want to, I always think like the best villains, they know they're right. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they're right. And even though we've had, we've had some, like I know our, like we've had D&D campaigns where we've done like great old ones and stuff, right? And their motives are, are inscrutable. But our Starfinder campaign, when we did a couple of years ago, I mean, I'm not sure that you, you know, I'm not sure like that the, it was like a prison, there's a prison group and stuff like that, similar to this. Maybe I have a, I spent a lot of time in prison as a kid, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I did. I don't know why. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to make it so it's a little bit, a little, you know, you have to make decisions. You have to, and that might split the part. I was so fascinated when Hubert like was like, yeah, I'm convinced. Like that kind of threw me a little bit. I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. So you're split up, right? And uh, you got Bear and Lavinia who are uh, are trying to work their way back. They meet some weird woman, uh, that crazy woman who's talking to skulls apparently and looking for a friend named Marty. Everyone uh, has a hobby. Yeah. So. <laughs> But after you, uh, after the two of you had your time talking with her, you continued forward, and that's when you discovered this collapsed elven statue. And uh, we're going to go ahead and start there. And it's, you know, a little past midday. Uh, you know you're not incredibly far away. A couple hours. You start looking around uh, the whole area, and you realize that even though the like the surrounding area is fairly flat. You do see that like there's some undulation as if there's been like some sort of depressions as if the snow has like sunken down in certain places more than others. When you look a little bit more closely, you start to see the walls of this ravine that you're in that is semi-circular circle around this, uh, this little statue area looks as though there are discolorations that you would think aren't natural. Just a peculiar coloring to some of the striations of the rock as if it's been painted, perhaps. It's hard to even tell. And had you not been already hyper-focused, a little bit on edge, like finding this thing, you might have just passed by this like anything else. Because it just looks like a dead end. You have to just skirt past it. But you can definitely see that there's these strange little blinds and and bluffs and little ledges that kick out along the ravine walls. 
near where some of those kind of painted areas are. This whole this whole semicircular area is probably about a hundred yards across in diameter. And looking, it seems as though this little statue is at a pretty pretty close to the the center. We've looked at like maps of the area before, but there's nothing. No, nothing there's like notable on it around here. No, no, this is definitely so maps we saw just like the Abbey heard them in the abandoned fort. Yeah, I mean, most things you, I mean, the stuff that was on to the east. The only there's only three things that are sort of mentioned to the east. That's the prison. That's the 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 fort, and that's the major mining operation that you all have come from. And you've seen all three of those things because you can see when you were first coming out towards the mines, you could see the prison earlier in the morning you could see the butte and you came from the mine obviously is there any like writings on the like base of the pedestal it was on or is I, there even one you didn't see any any writing now no it's definitely on some sort of ele- elevated platform that is also breaking down a little bit cracks here and there the closest thing you've seen is when you were near Afon's Refuge and there was the sort of Stonehenge-like area, a circular stone obelisks, but they didn't have any sort of statue, nothing that suggested like a humanoid shape. Uh, but it certainly gave you, you all realize there's there's been people here. This is not the abandoned territory that's it's been claimed to be. There have been people here. And you can tell by looking at this you, while stone's not your primary material, like you're, you're more of a woods guy, you know, you, you yeah. deal with woods and carpentry. I mean, you can tell this this is old, and it's very good craftsmanship as well. Um, you're not; it's hard to it's hard to discern just by looking at it. It would probably take some time. You're welcome to take that time if you like to discern whether or not it was just like weather that broke this thing down, erosion, or if something else. Yeah. What time of day is it? It's midday, a little past like lunchtime. You know. How close are we to? You're within probably four hours. Yeah, I'll check it out. See if I can figure out what. How long would it take? We'll just, we'll see what his degrees of success are, and then we'll kind of determine that if he succeeds. Uh, so you can roll. Uh, I'll give you either tradecraft or scrutinize, whichever you yeah, prefer. Okay, so you can go ahead and roll it at challenging. Crit success. Crit success. This takes you an hour. So nice. It's like you're nice. Okay, you're digging it out super fast, no problem, and you discover that this most certainly was not just weather and erosion. You see like very sturdy stuff. Yes, like this, like it certainly would erode over time, but it wouldn't erode like this. Something had to have made contact with it, like something had to pull it down and break it. You see smash parts, like where someone has probably taken like a warhammer or a mace or just some other kind of heavy item and just smashed against it you definitely it definitely looks like there was an attempt judging by how the legs were snapped off to kind of pull it down maybe with ropes or something like that and although it took part of it it the weak part of the statue was certainly those those slender legs but the pedestal wasn't messed up and the legs weren't messed up and the little other decorations that were at the at the base of this the statue weren't affected either but this was definitely taken down so it's just someone destroyed this intentionally. In so, the universe, like what's like the relationship of like elves? So generally speaking, uh, elves are 
kind of, they, everyone knows him as to be the kind of aloof, pretty people of the mm-hmm. world. Humans are definitely the dumb. Like, in this is our gaming world, yeah. which is similar to like the one described in Zweihander, but not exactly the same. But in our gaming world, humans best definitely embody about 60% of the population. Uh-huh. And the other 40% is relatively evenly dispersed between elves and halflings and gnomes and ogres and dwarves. Elves tend to be a little bit more aloof. People, they like the look of them, but they don't necessarily have the same kind of power and influence that humans do. And they don't necessarily have the same kind of sturdy respect that dwarves do. Dwarves are industrious, generally speaking, so that they have kind of a special a special place because they provide mm-hmm. something else. Uh, elves are a little bit more mysterious and aloof, and they're a little bit more social outcasts, but some of that is their preference as well. Like, okay. you choose to live outside of town. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of tell Bear that I at least recognized it as elvish. Mm-hmm. Yes, there isn't, like, one continuous... This, this, our world is not, like... Lord of the Rings or something yeah. like that, where every single, like everything's more metropolitan. It's just the question of. I guess I was asking degrees. if they're like discriminated against, like as a whole. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Like it depends on where you're at. Like some some towns, some places are definitely more. It's just it's just like living anywhere today. Like some towns and some places are a little bit more racist and a little bit more backwards than others, and some okay. are more accepting. Okay. Wonder why they would build a statue of an elf. Is there any like deities of? That are elves or portrayed as that. I don't know. I care much about that kind of stuff. But and Lavinia kind of like smirks and she goes, "Well, considering that I live with nature in the forest, I don't really. I respect them, but I don't know very many." Fair enough. Does it look like there's any like buildings around here? I remained. Go ahead and make an awareness test if you want to spend more time looking around. Sure. Uh, make an awareness test. Uh, treat it as. You can treat this awareness test. You just treat it standard if you're just looking. Nah. Fail. We still got three more rerolls if you want to reroll. Nah. Eh. Okay. I'm not that curious. <laughs> I'm still a little on edge, and I really would not like to sleep out here again. So, yeah. as as you look around, you you don't notice any buildings. Uh, you do notice as you're just circuit, you know, circling around because it's very flat in the sense that there's no. This is the only thing that's protruding out of the ground within this small ravine. Is there like roads? You said there were like divots? There's like little divots where it looks like the snow is sort of sunken a little bit more than others. Are we in a graveyard? I don't know. I would say that, Bear, you can still see, even though you don't see any buildings, as you're looking around, you definitely see that there's there's something about those those ravine walls that keep catching your eye. Like you keep your eyes just sort of keep drifting back to them as if there's something about them that you're not quite catching. Can I get closer? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you don't, if you want to reroll your character, that's cool. Uh, You get a little closer. (laughs) Get a little closer. And you see that as you get really close to the, 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 the ravine walls, you notice that, Blending almost perfectly, like camouflaged even, into the walls are like these little steps. Like you can definitely see that they've been carved into the wall, but they blend perfectly. Like if you didn't know, if you just were walking past, you would never have seen these. They're very slender, meaning there's no way a person could go up these two by two, but you can go up like, you know, one by one. Mm -hmm. 
and they seem to go as you look up to a small little cave opening maybe about five yards above you and that's partially obscured by this hanging ledge that just doesn't doesn't necessarily call attention to it but it definitely looks like there's a cave opening up there oh nice hey Lavinia you want to get out of the the wind for a bit there's like a little opening up here I am a little chilly but where is it where are you pointing there's steps right here come from a distance you wouldn't see it yeah because Lavinia was still a little bit farther by behind Mm-hmm. So then she like leads the horses up to where you're at. This looks not natural. <laughs> it's definitely not natural. Yeah, I think uh, there's be people here. Let's see what's uh, what's up here. Might be treasure. There's always treasure everywhere. You guys are just too afraid to look for it. I mean, if you're if you would like to lead the way, I will follow. Yeah. It's cold out here. So you head up one by one, and you slide. You kind of have to like duck underneath this ledge. But then once the cave opens up, you can stand up just fine. The ground has definitely been smoothed, and you when you look at the the cave floor, like it's it's been leveled. Someone has taken time to level it. You see that there's little alcoves. In little pockets that have been carved into the cave walls, on which you see broken pots and shattered items on the ground, uh, dried out. Looks like beds, maybe. This is definitely old. Like, this is old. And you can see that at the back of the cave, there is kind of what looks to be some sort of pathway that's weaving downward and westward. Is it dark? I can have a torch out. Uh, if you go, like right now, you're still getting a little bit of light from outside, but if you go, if you continue down the path, you would want to probably take out a torch. Yeah, I'll take out a torch. It's a cool little, uh, little hideout. Video. Can I do an inspection of like this front room to see if there's anything like useful? That's sure. not right. uh, Or sure. like how old is it? Yeah, this no, this is definitely old. Like when you when you pick up some of you know, the straw, uh like the the kind of collected I would like disintegrate. It just literally disintegrates. The okay. stuff that you're that when you look now it has shape, but like when you pick it up, it, this has to be decades old at least, if not older. Okay. And you see again more of those sort of carvings and paintings along the walls, stuff like that. Still no dates. So you're gonna go down? Yeah. Yep. Keep checking it out. So you pop out the torch and you start winding your way downwards and westwards. And you can see that as the path continues to trek again, very smoothly. And along the way, you see small little cut open, like little openings cut in some of the walls where a sconce could likely have been like, you can actually set your torch up rusted in old like it's super old and but still intact like if you wanted you can very literally hang your torch up you can see dust and crumbled shavings of some sort of substance you would imagine maybe a torch over time has just like worn down just from sitting here for so long and you can see that the tunnel kind of opens up onto these other different rooms 
similar to the one you were in, some of which have windows that kind of go outwards back to the center where where that, that statue was. Others don't. Some seem to be crumbled as if there was once one, but the the stone of the, the ravine wall has fallen down from time or erosion. And as you continue to head west, you realize at a certain point peeking out that you are starting to leave that kind of circular area and go further into the foothills as if you're going like underneath the Felrock Mountains. It's like you're starting to piece it together. Like this is going further west. And as you start to go downwards again, you realize too late that your foot, perhaps covered in snow and ice, has been worn down a bit. You don't really feel as clearly, but you don't feel your foot when it hits this tripwire. But you hear this clattering of like bells and chimes from deep down the tunnel that you're going, like where you're going to. And then you can see that above Above you both, this collection of rocks inside of a netting just comes tumbling down on top of both of you. I need you both to make... What's that? Like cover Lavinia? Uh, You can both just make coordination tests. Uh, Go ahead and uh, make uh, routine coordination tests. Sorry. Fail. Fail. All right. Um, Both of you will take nine points of damage as you are rained down upon by these rocks. Josh, you were carrying, or Bear, you were carrying torch. That torch goes clittering, kind of buried as well. Your hand burns. You take an additional four, and suddenly the, the light just goes out as it's buried, and you can still hear echoing down that hall. Remember that scene from Lord of the Rings? Oh, oh God, I might talk to the wrong people. The, yeah. The, like, pull... That paper in the skull falls down. The yeah, shade. and like you can hear it. Uh-huh. It's like one of those moments where you just continue to hear it echoing, echoing further westward in the direction that you're going. And when you look at the ropes, by the way, the ropes are recent. Like these are intact and well constructed. We shouldn't be here. We should. Should we turn back? Probably, but I want to keep going. <laughs> yeah, we should go back. Yeah, because it's probably might be related to that shady people. Uh, possibly, quite possibly. I don't know. The gnomes, yeah, yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> the gnomes. Okay. It could be the people who were here before, and they just moved deeper. But we do not know if they are friendly. <sighs> and Lavinia starts to like try like move stuff off of her, and she stands up. And um, she has her hand to the wall. And she's... Can I, like, tell which way we went? Obviously, it's upwards, correct? Because we were heading down. Would you, no, you guys, were, you guys were definitely heading in a sort of a downward, westward. Uh, I can, like, strike a match for some light. Yeah, you can... Kind of try and dig t- my torch out. Yeah, you can take the torch out, move the rocks around, pull it out, relight the torch, and start backtracking. Eventually, you backtrack, take a couple minutes, but you get back outside. You were probably in there for maybe 45 minutes total as you were like looking around and poking around, you know, peeking at some of the rooms and stuff like that. But you weren't in there for too long. You could still mm-hmm. probably get back to the mine before dark if I'm you wanted to. I'm going to use my bandage to 
bandage back up. You have one? Uh, yeah, I have one. And when you come back outside, you can see your horses are dead. Oh my God. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Plus two. Just gonna do a heal test. Do the heal test. Yeah. Oh, it's sure. auto succeed. I'm only lightly. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Anything else you two want to do? Uh, I guess we could take a lunch break in here. In cozy. here with the bells. Oh, we'll hear them coming. Well, we're we're very close to the mines. We might as well head back. All right. It's great. Let's leave. Okay. okay. So you make a note about where this was. You can always make a like yeah. mental notes. You don't have you're not cartographers or anything like that, but you have a general. You have you know where north is all the yeah. time, so you can kind of get a general sense of where this is. The place just sort of looks the same. Like there's like a hundreds hundreds of these small little ravines between ridges and things like that. So, but yeah, you continue back towards the mine. We will go ahead and cut back over to the other party. I don't know why you're all here. We could just do one night where I bring. Josh and Ashley <laughs> the other night, the rest of you can come and then we can just edit it later, but no, no, we're all here. So it's been about two hours since you all murdered Inga Faulkner from your inaction. And the whole time, Keon, who is so stubborn, just won't get knocked unconscious. He refuses <laughs> to get knocked. He has an incredibly high peril threshold. And he's constantly heckling you all along the way. Can I try and gag him? You certainly can. Yeah, I want to. I want to look and see if I can find something that I can gag him. Oh, with. sure. Yeah, you can just grab a piece of cloth or something you might have and just just yeah. gag him. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Out. Okay. How you feel about that, Hubert? You cool with it? Oh, it's live for now. Okay. The whole time while you're doing, he's just laughing. Big tough man. He's a big tough man. And so you can continue traveling. And eventually, as the day continues, you make it back to the mine. And you ask around for Bear and, and Lavinia, but they have not yet returned. You have Rodina, you have Keon. A couple of the wardens that were left in charge kind of come up and they're like, Miss um, Rodina, uh, uh, yeah, where's, where's Inga? Where, where, where's, where is she? Where's Miss Faulkner? And all that kind of stuff. And Rodina uh, just says, um, she's behind. She'll come. And she turns to the three of you and she says, make your preparations. We return him to Verdun. We will be encamped by my tent. We will sleep here tonight. We will return to Verdum in the morning. Make whatever preparations you need. I assume you will ensure a heavy guard. She looks at you and she says, Yes, I will. Thank you. Then she stabs you in the throat. <laughs> didn't even see it coming. Uh, okay. So is there anything you guys are doing? As she's got a couple of other wardens with her and stuff like that, but she specifically is asking or ordering, if you want to call it that, for you to help her transport him back. Yeah, just help get there and make sure that we're prepared for travel. See if we can maybe get rations and okay. stuff. So you speak with like Malone. He'll kind of, from the saloon, he'll direct you to where you can go to get certain things. Uh, throw him a couple coins here and there. So probably mark off you know, something like 
you're looking for rations and stuff like that or bandages or whatever it is you're looking for, just mark off whatever it is that you wanted to buy. Keep track of that kind of stuff. You know the prices at this point. Uh, but a couple hours pass. You can see that she has proper shackles and manacles on him now. You can also see that they are, that uh, Everd has brought over a proper wagon and they have affixed this sort of metal uh, attachment to the ground, uh, to the, it's not to the ground, but to the floor of the back of the wagon that they can attach the shackles to so that he can be strung up. They have a couple horses ready to go so that they can, that you can leave. And she says, uh, we'll leave at first, first light. And you can see that Keon is in a cage nearby. And all of the other wardens are confused because Keon was one of theirs. Keon was a friend. And some of them are coming to his defense. Rodina's ignoring and being aloof, just doesn't care, does not care one bit about what anyone has to say. She's just sitting there eating, sharpening her sword, and other people are saying stuff to her, and she's just ignoring them entirely. You can see at a certain point, Gazilla Trip, who was the who is the mine overseer, the site overseer, she comes by to get a debriefing, and eventually Rodina begrudgingly gives that that briefing. It is closing in on sunset. I'm gonna go see if I can find uh, what was her name, the little girl that Lavinia. She wasn't a girl. She yeah. was like 30. L- little like, lady. Little lady. <laughs> like uh, Vino Dos. Yeah, see if I can find her and see if she's seen Lavinia anywhere. Okay. Um, so you, again, you kind of go back to the Malone. He point points in the direction, and eventually you track her down. She's at her tent, uh, having just finished up a shift uh, where she was doing some cooking. And you see her kind of going through, uh, kind of fiddling with this little insignia this little tiny emblem charm thing that she has in her hand and she says no i'm I'm sorry i haven't i haven't seen her is she okay she was very kind to me and i feel awful that i nearly burned her we haven't seen her since yesterday i was kind of hoping i did not kill her if that's what you ask oh no i was kind of hoping it she maybe made it back and just hadn't seen anybody or maybe she was with you because she spent time with you i I, she didn't even say goodbye she came to see her yesterday it was they said she was gone it was kind of a a rush there was a bit of emergency um it's been a strange few days yeah i'm sorry uh about your loss thank you if you happen to see her please let her know that we're here we got separated i'll let you get back to what you're doing. I'm just going to walk around the camp and look out and see if I see anybody coming back on horseback or anything until it gets dark. And then I'll go back to the tent. Okay. Hubert, Sophia, you doing anything? Yeah. I'll spend the rest of the night filling in the wardens of like, what's going on. If they're like questioning, they have questions. And, and there's some like, just like, just like with, with the, with Gus, like and Sophie or um, they just, some of them just don't believe it. Like, no, not Keon. He's, are you kidding? Like that Keon, look at him. And when you look at him again, he looks like Dennis France from the early days of NYPD Blue. If you've ever seen Die Hard 2, he was in that as well. He's Dennis France. And they're like, no, that guy, that guy. No, 
No. And others, others are like, they don't, they're just following orders, doing what they say, but you have, there's a, there's kind of a gamut of, of that sort of reaction. Eventually Gazella trip leaves the little encampment where the wardens mostly congregate and she heads back to her tent, uh, upset, uh, frustrated, flustered a bit and spending any extended period of time with Rudina can probably do that to a person, but nonetheless, that's what happened. Just before sunset, uh, you see Erwin that there are a few people returning from the east on horseback. And when you get close, you do recognize that it is Bear and Lavinia uh, coming back. I'm going to run up to them and make sure that they're okay. You're going to do like a slow run, no. your arms <laughs> wide through the Absolutely. dandelions. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So you all have now reunited. And sun, the sun is going down. It is dark again. Some merriment is happening, but there's a kind of a strange feeling to the to the mine. The winds have kicked up again. The snow has begun to flurry once more, as the reprieve, as the eye of the storm has kind of gone away. And this, it's coming back in. It's not super heavy just yet, uh, but it's definitely flurrying uh, as uh, as night progresses. Sophia wanted to. Um, kind of just wander through through Malone's and kind of through the camp and just try to see if there were any individuals that had kind of stood out before that seemed to be missing. So just kind of trying to get a sense of like, okay, so who could be involved? Who could have been out there doing all of the stuff? If there was any, anybody that seems absent. Yeah. So just do a rumor and normally it would be a little easier than this, but just this, this is sort of a, a weird community mixed with some closed off folk. I'm just going to make this routine. Pass. In terms of people missing, obviously they mentioned Oswald and they mentioned Keon and they mentioned some of the wardens. You definitely hear that. You haven't heard of any workers who have gone missing. You haven't heard of any supervisors, anything like that. No miners. Just like six wardens missing or something. Other people say, "Oh yeah, I saw them. I saw them gallop out at dawn yesterday, and they and they never returned." And you're getting a lot of that. Uh, but when you think back, there were it kind of it kind of adds up with the amount of people who came. So it sounds like the only people who have now gone missing are the same people that went with you. Speaking of that, what how's that frozen like dude doing? He, uh, they hurried him over to one of the healers that they have in the camp and not, not well, not well. You've already seen uh, a couple saws and stuff get brought into the tent as certain things are getting hacked off likely from relatable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you only lost a couple fingers, so he's having a rougher time. I'm exhausted. I'm going to try and get some sleep. I'm going to let them know that. Same. Same. Yeah. I'm relieved to see Lavinia well so i have a little worry about charlotte killing me anymore <laughs> <laughs> and then i'll let them know we're going I'll to vernon tomorrow morning job for you yeah appreciate it bear but we had to vernon tomorrow oh you guys like phyllis and what happened yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay uh we tell you guys about that weird thing we found it's a cave and yeah, how we alerted we alerted something hmm. yeah Maybe you, that was, who was home? Una. Uh, yeah, that was terrifying. <laughs> I hope not. 
Oh, could you imagine if just Marty came running up? <laughs> no, it's more on all fours because remember, he's a werewolf <laughs> according to you, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe there is no Marty. I don't know. <laughs> she was talking about fucking skull. <laughs> That's true. Actually, I do know. Uh, all right. Are there werewolves here? Who knows? In I the don't. game? There are in the game. Oh. Yeah. Has anyone, I like ask wardens, like if anyone's seen one? Uh, I mean, if you'd like to, sure. Yeah. Rumor, just go roll okay. rumor. Okay. Rumor routine. Okay. I failed. It was, I thought it was a great one. And they just sort of look at you like, what are you, what are you a fucking child? That's the word going around? No, it's not the word going around. <laughs> Please don't. We've got enough stuff going around. Don't start. start don't start talking about werewolves. It's not going to go. Did you hear about the rat? <laughs> yeah, the were rats. Oh, no. The rat people. He so very. He got hit very hard on the head. Um, and then like Lavinia just like leads him away. <laughs> uh, but then you all settle in. If no one else is interested in doing a watch, then I can't do it by myself. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you hear Kian. Who's no longer gagged as they took it out? He's like, "Oh, he'll be mad. No problem. Go ahead, and let me out of this cage. I'll, I'll, I'll be first watch. I got this. You can trust me. You, I know these, these woods, these mines are the back of my hand." I get really, really irritated and move further away from him. So about an hour passes and he's just like whistling and singing the most awful songs until finally they regag him. But you, uh, you guys lose an hour of sleep, but eventually you do fall asleep and morning comes. You can all go ahead and move your peril tracks back up. It's very cold, but you had a very big roaring bonfire to sleep by. It is snowing again, heavier, heavier than it did the day before meaning that the travel back to Verdum is going to probably take twice as long as it normally would. You could still get there in a day, uh, but it is a little, you know, you're trudging through some heavy stuff. More than that, Lavinia, roll a folklore test easy. Okay. Can I assist? You cannot. Only Lavinia can roll this one as the only, actually, no, Hubert, oh. you could. You could as well. I pass. Oh, I can roll the folklore? Yeah. I was like, oh, I have a point. Only the people who were inhabitants here. Sorry. Oh. You got a 20. Uh, fail. Okay. Dang, that would have been a crit success. Lavinia. Oh, crit fail. Crit fail. Yeah. Okay. Lavinia, you know that this is some pretty heavy snow. You've mm-hmm. seen worse. It's not blizzard snow, but it's, it's pretty close. And with the mention of the first heavy snow, this very well could qualify. Yesterday's snow, day before snow, a little light, lighter flurries. It was getting getting worse and worse. But this today is certainly certainly conceivable that this could be considered that. Lavinia would kind of like look towards Radina and be like, the snowfall is very much heavier. This could be the first. I'm very aware. That's why we're going to take him directly to the governor's nest. Okay. Are we heading through Verdum or are we going different way? We can bypass it. Cut an hour off our journey. And and Lavinia nods and just kind of gets on her horse. And there stuff. are other routes. I know them. Come quickly, all of you. Um, 
no no breakfast this morning you can eat on the on the way are any of you skilled with the wagon can any of you drive yeah oh shoot that's pilot right uh is it pilot or drive i think it's What's it called? Oh, there's pilot or have, there's ride. There's ride, both. Pilot. ride is a horse. Uh, drive is. Uh, yeah, I can drive. Okay. <laughs> so drive is common vehicles, which of which this would consider. Uh, this is fine. Ride is just particularly for, you know, animals and things like that. Harleys. No, no, hogs. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna take up. You're gonna take up the reins. Yeah. Okay. Right. Unless Anybody? someone else wants to. I do have one hand, so it might not be a good idea. Okay. Anybody would like to assist him? Co-pilot? Co-drive? You want to be... Special and I do not have it. Okay. Yeah, it is special. They are letting you take horses if you want to take horses, but there are spots in the wagon if you want to take spots in the wagon. What do you prefer? You can't keep these horses, but they're on loan. Rodina has specially taken them for, for intentions. Do I'll you want a, to... Take a wagon spot. Okay. So you hit in the back of the wagon. Nice. Who else? Um, do I have to have like a point in ride to take a horse? No. Okay, I'll take a horse. Is there room for more than one person at the front? In the front? Yeah, you can have two people sit up front. I'll sit next to Bear. Okay. Fair Don't shoot me. And Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the gas, man. <laughs> Gun holding. This is all he ever does. He holds guns to people's heads now. Bring a horse. Okay, so you're going to be on the horse. Rodina will also take a horse, and so the two of you. Uh, who would like to do a navigation check with her? Zofia can. Okay, so you can go ahead and you can roll yours at with with uh, with an assist die, as the two of you will will go yeah. up front, and you will kind of make sure you're navigating. You're you're going most of the way back the same way you came, but then you're also taking a different detour as you're going to go up the mountain into towards the governor's nest. Mine's forty one. What's yours? Forty two. But you can do it. It's fine. Sure. Yeah, we both have azimuths, so. What are those things? Like a compass? An azimuth? Oh, uh, it's a trait. It's a trait. You always know true uh, north, and you get 20% on, like, basically. Oh, I thought it was, like, a tool days. you guys bought. I was like, what the heck is no, that? No, it's a talent. Yeah. It's it's a, for me, it's a boat. Talent, talent, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. How'd you do? Very well. Crit success or regular success? Uh, regular, but I got an eight. So, yeah, the two of you are out in front, kind of navigating the past and the switchbacks, making sure that you're you're still making the right turns, hitting the right roads, uh, that kind of thing. You do notice that you're not going as close to the coastline as you did in the way here, but that is entirely intentional. Regina's very quiet along the way, doesn't seem to say much to you at all. But the fact that you seem to be competent, you're getting the sense probably that that is a positive thing, that you are not kind of dead weight. Anybody want to do a scout uh, scout test? I'm on the wagon, so that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Anybody else on a horse? Living did you take a horse? Uh, yeah, I did. Go ahead. Why don't you roll a scout test? You're the only one who would make sense. Everybody else is on the wagon. Uh, These lazy dudes just making the women <laughs> do all the work. It's uh, scout certain survival or uh, scout is stealth. Oh, stealth. Okay. It's twenty. It's twenty percent difficulty, so it's it's hard because the weather okay. is just too much. It's very hard to see. Ooh, I failed. Okay. Oh, it looks like a 72. two. Oh, it's a seven. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, so travel is rough and slow and cold. You do not encounter many people on the road. Uh, a few 
few times you do see some other poor, stupid individual on like a donkey or something that's just like, well, I'm out here. Well, I'm out here. So did you all keep the, the gag on Keon? I didn't take it off. I'm in the back, so maybe I'll accidentally let it loose. Okay. And so with the two of you in the back, and you're the only ones in the back. Is this a covered wagon? No. So on the wagon, we've got Bear and Irwin up front. And in the back with the prisoner is Hubert. After a little while, you, you remove the gag. So he starts to cough a little bit. And he says, Mate, do you know it goes on up on that mountain? Do I? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> do I? <laughs> if they wanted to bring me to, to Vadim and they wanted to let Williams talk to me, I'm okay with that fate, but I don't want to go up there. What do you know about what happened to Colonel Jaeger? Nothing. It was before your time. That I went and settled on that butte to the east, to the south. Because they felt that the governor didn't have anyone's interests but his own. In his heart. Then, on a winter, much like this one, much like this one, snows came, blizzards, it would last weeks, and they needed all help. They needed supplies, they needed food, and in the end, they needed us to open the fucking gates. Because they came back. Some of them anyway. You know what he did? Didn't open them. He didn't fucking open them. Let him die. Right there in the snow. We found him. Come spring couple dozen men and women frozen half eaten by the wolves that prowl the hills but he couldn't open the fucking gates you know Jaeger was here for longer than I have and I've been here for seven years at this point Verdum wasn't built in a day and there were dangers all over the ruin, and there's still dangers. And do you know who was the folk that made sure that those dangers don't come and knock down those walls of Verdum? You know who did it? You guys. I did. And how did they get repaid? They got repaid while getting hung out to draw. This ain't the only case, man. This ain't the only case. And this ain't the only place where this kind of shit happens. They don't fucking care about little people. They don't care about me. They don't care about you. 
They just want their beautiful fucking houses up in the ridges looking down on the rest of us and doing whatever they please. And your stupid fucking clown-headed son of a bitch sitting up there, he is drinking their fucking wine and doing whatever they say. Maybe he's a good man, I don't know. But I know you are. I know you're good. I know you've got your fucking problems, but I know underneath it, you're a good man. I'm not gonna be around much longer. I don't know what they're gonna do to me, what I'm gonna be when he's done with his little poking and his prod and I've heard I've heard stories. I've seen people go up there, never come back. There's gonna be a time, and it's coming soon. Might be tonight, might be next week. You're gonna have to make a choice. You gotta make the right one. Not the easy one. Like your pirate friend. All he does is make the easy choice. You gotta make the right one. You gotta stand up for the people that need you. What can I do? I'm powerless. You're not powerless, man. You've got an arm. You've got two of them. You can swing a fucking blade. You can defend the fucking powerless. When we get rid of the governor, he's gone. This place is gonna blossom. People get to do things for themselves. They dig out the earth and they find all sorts of precious metals. They sift through the rivers and they find all sorts of gold. And up north where they say, oh, we can't go there because it's unexplored. They dig out some gems, friend, that are so beautiful you've got no idea. But all they do is pack them away and ship them across the ocean to a shit-stained capital that doesn't give a fuck about all these people here. All care about. Jaeger cared about them, and you, sir, you got to care about them too. So when the time comes, you got to make a choice. You make the right one. And he kind of just like trails off at that point, kind of looking ahead up this strange little path that's uh, not the safest looking, but he kind of like just seems defeated in a way that you hadn't seen before. Like he's angry, but he's more sort of resigned at this point to his fate. Hmm. Okay, with the events that's been happening, what he's and what he's said to me like previously, I think I'll just reassure him and be like, you can trust me. Kind of looks back to make sure no one's no one's paying attention. When you can go to the fort. You'll find some things there that'll help you. It'll put the pieces together. Trust me. Things will make more sense. There's more going on here than you realize. It's not just the people in Verdum that the governor's hurt. You know, we weren't the first ones here. There were other folk. Oh, by the time I got here, they were gone. 
They've been trying to settle this place for, for generations. But they're here. And they're there. In the shadows. There's still some lingering. You know, Verdum. <laughs> well. I suspect they called it something different, whoever we took it over from. It looks different now. Looks just like a perfect monarchy town should look. It's beautiful gable peaks. It's stucco walls. They even got those uh, cobblestone streets coming in once the sewers are done. Well, you talk to the right people and they'll tell you it looks a hell of a lot different at a time. At a certain point, man, you just got to realise that maybe... Maybe you've been playing for the wrong team. You know? Maybe you're the bad guy. They didn't help the people here. They slaughtered them. They didn't help the very people that made their settlements possible. They let them out to draw and let them freeze to death in the winter. Why are we fucking following them? It makes no sense. Just because somewhere weeks to the south, some fuckhead is wearing some pretty fucking mask doesn't mean we should give a goddamn shit about what he thinks. Anyway, you got any? You got anything on you? Some whiskey or something? Need a drink here? I'll give him a unknown flask. Filled with unknown liquids. <laughs> <laughs> so he like, yeah, his hands are bound, so you kind of have yeah. to dribble it to him. He's like, oh, that's better than nothing, I guess. But I am sorry, man. I really do feel bad what happened to you. I thought you could handle it. I, I didn't see the signs. It's, I'm sorry for whatever part I had in it. But I'll say this. If... You catching me and bringing me down gets you back in the good graces of Wilhelm's, then maybe there's one good thing to come of it. And he just trails off again at that point. Hmm. Uh, the entire time I'll just be like nodding, listening to him like an old man tells his tales. Okay. You call me old? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Alright. Up ahead uh, on the path as Rodina and Zofia are kind of climbing this narrow switchback. Uh, you you had traveled probably three quarters of the way in the same direction that you came. But at a certain point, there is a signpost here and there, and you went a different way. And Rodina directed you. But uh, she's very quiet. She would point out certain things. She would kind of direct you to go back and tell Bear to be careful in certain places, that kind of stuff. And you're looking for sections of the ridge that might look like they're solid because they're snow covered, but are in fact actually just barely, you know, covered with snow to the point where if he, if he, if he takes it too wide, a wheel might go off. And eventually you come back and, and she says to you, like out of nowhere, out of the blue, she says, you are surprisingly competent for, such a young girl. Small, even. I've often had to make my own way. 
I see. You've been on the ruin how long? Not very long at all. A couple weeks. And in that time, you've... You've faced certain dangers. I, uh... I often thought that cities were rough and dangerous places, but that hardly compares to the horrors that we've seen since we've been here. Well, there are many corners noxed it's in and elsewhere that are as dangerous. No matter where you are, there is something in the world that's going to kill you. They're going to hurt you. Never let them see you in pain. And whenever given the opportunity, kill them first. Do you understand? That is a harsh lesson. It is a harsh world. I can't disagree with that. Do you Good. not find hope anywhere? Hope is a fool's errand. Trust in companions? Hmm. My fellow Blood Wardens, Jonas, they are capable people, but companions is a strong word. You don't know what life is if you don't have people. Life is duty. Life is, is ensuring that whatever task or specialty which you've honed over the years is second to none. What is it you're good at, girl? Good at adapting. Mm. I can be wherever, do what I need to do, and not have one particular boss or person that I answer to, but the ability to pick up a job and go somewhere and not worry about what I'm leaving behind. And That is far too long an answer for what is otherwise a simple question. Adaptability is good. The rest of that sounded like bullshit. You are a citizen of the monarchy. You answer to the blood. Don't delude yourself into thinking otherwise. You might not think you have a boss, but of course you do. Don't be a fool. Your skills could be useful at a time. She sort of says this without even looking at you. I'll think on this more. And then she kicks her horse and she kind of gallops ahead. Anyone do anything? Uh, do we? Did we get that book back from uh, the band book? Do we have that? At this point, I think you have three copies. Actually, no, that? you have two copies. Yeah, you gave Keon one away. Yeah, yeah, two copies. Yeah, yeah Keon two copies. It. Whatever happened to that one? He gave it to Inga Faulkner, a court that you think, whether or not he did or not, you're not entirely sure. Oh. But you think he did? But she's dead. Dead. Yes. Yeah. She was the one on the tree. And you guys... Okay. Cool. Okay. So, as you uh, as you start matriculating up the actual mountain, uh, it gets a little bit more difficult to, to get the horses to sort of do what you're saying as they're certainly starting to get sluggish. Go ahead and roll a, a drive test. Drive. Go ahead and roll a standard. Oh. I'll re-roll that. No. No. So at a certain point, the horses just stop. Like like Bear is trying as best he can to get them to move forward. 
but it's just they're just exhausted and they need a break and the snow is whipping around the wind is whipping around and you are in the middle of a very narrow path leading up a mountain towards the governor's nest Rodina says there's still a couple maybe two hours away at this point you've been traveling for most of the day it's about a four hour ride back with perfect weather so it's about an eight hour journey with this terrible terrible weather I need all of you to make an awareness test, actually. An eavesdrop test, excuse me. Make an eavesdrop test, you can make it at hard. Pass. Nice. Rolled a lot. <laughs> also pass. Crit fail. 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 Okay. Bear, Erwin, you two hear it. At first, it, you didn't think much of it. You thought it was just a wind going through going past, maybe going through the spokes, maybe whipping underneath the uh, the horses or something, just sort of this strange little howl. But eventually you realize that it's not that. And you hear in the distance ahead, somewhere, wafting through the wind, this horn. And after a few seconds, you hear another horn very similar sound this time it's hard to tell but coming from a different location and you are elevated you've been steadily slowly climbing up this mountain path and you there's again there's not much space on either side and there's like rocky terrain, like you can climb down, but everything's kind of covered in snow. It's super dangerous at this point. Then you hear behind you. Rodina up front with, with Sophia. You can see she immediately pulls a weapon out. And she says to you, I don't like the sound of that. I'll also pull a weapon out okay, and look and see if I can see anything. Probably not because of the wind and snow. Visibility. You can't even see Rodina and Zofia. Like it's just like they like periodically Zofia is like coming back and like warning about little twists or turns and things like that. But for the most part, they're out of, out of sight, which you can't really see anything. Uh, but you can roll an awareness test. Uh, you can roll it's challenging or excuse me at hearts. Sure. And you can see if there's anything that you can just kind of catch. A glimpse of. Nope. And that's a crit fail. Okay. Yeah, you start to panic a little bit, to be honest, as you're looking around and you hear these horns coming in from in front of you, coming from behind you. You, I mean, you threaten this guy and you assume it's his friends. I mean, what's going to happen if they show up? So why don't you go ahead, sir? Uh, and why don't you take, oh, geez, that's a good roll. That's a 10. Uh, why don't you take 11 points of mental peril as you start to feel some stress? Uh, why don't the rest of you go ahead and make resolve tests for me? Uh, you can do these at routine. I'm good. Pass. Fail. All right. Crit pass. Okay, very nice. Uh, I rolled really poorly for you. Uh, two points of mental barrels. I roll a one. I went Thank from a you. 10 to a one. Bless. 
Uh, and then for you, sir, as the crit pass, yeah, if your stress is down at all, you can move up a step. I mean, if your peril is down at all, you can move up a step. So uh, Rodina uh, calls on Sophia to go forward with her and kind of scout ahead. You go with her? Yeah, I'm also on horse. Am I up there with them? Or? Yeah, I would say you've probably been trailing. Okay. Uh, just someone's quite sort of moving around. Sophia would make sure that Lavinia knows that Rodina wants us on alert. Okay. So everyone at this point is on alert. Everyone's a little tense. Some are feeling it worse than others. As you all kind of look around, um, you don't see any signs of anything. You do hear more of those those howls kind of coming from echoing off the canyon, you know, below and everything. Uh, but, Sophia, as you ride forward with Rodina, uh, at a certain point you see her immediately just pull up and stop. Uh, and you can see that in front of you, uh, on the path, there seems to be some rubble. Uh, and she says, this is concerning. This was not here. And no one else travels this path. Uh, you can see that the rubble seems to be a mixture of a few different things. Broken crates, busted down wagon, axle, and a dead horse. As if this wagon was coming down. She says, quickly, we'll need to clear this, the wagon through. And so she hops off and she begins to quickly start to try to throw some of the stuff off the side. I'm going to try to look around and see if there's anything that I can see if this is like a... You're on a fairly narrow path. Like this road is is like 25 to 30 feet wide. And so there's really not a whole lot of room for to kind of go, go moving around. And so this is definitely blocking the path. So if there's nothing that I can see, um, then I would help her. Lavinia, roll an awareness test at uh, at hard. Fail. Okay. So you hear behind you uh, one of those and as you look to turn, kind of squint, but the, the snow is just too too heavy and too thick. The wind is kind of whipping around. Up front, as Bear and Rowan move the wagon forward, eventually the horses kind of kick into gear and they start moving again. And you come up to where Rodina and Zofia are hastily trying to clear a path. Hubert on the back, you hear Keon say, what is it? What's going on? There's a blockage, it looks like. And you, you see a kind of a smile kind of come over his face. Oh, uh, nice having abandoned me after all. This must be it. This must be the day. <laughs> like I said, stay close to me. But you can get me out now. We can disappear behind all there is. Is that Lavinia woman? She ain't gonna chase us. How is he bound? Uh, so he's in, uh, he, he's like sitting on a bench and he's got these manacles and chains that have been run through this small little metal metal piece that has been attached to the to the floor of the wagon. 
that makes sense. Like there's a ring on the bottom of the wagon and that the chain runs down and underneath mm-hmm. him. And so his hands are manacled together, but the chain is chaining him to the wagon itself. Mm, there's no, it's not detachable. It's like, uh, I mean, you, you could, but it would take some time. Like certainly someone that you spent some time, like hammering some, some rivets, like right into the, into the wagon, like reinforcing the bottom a bit. All right. I'll try to weaken them without them knowing, I guess. Okay. With how, how would you do that? What have you got? What have you got on you that might work? It's acid spit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what I got. How many bullets do you go to that? I have several. Several. Pike is a pretty large weapon, right? Yes. Yeah, you have two very large weapons. Yeah. What is tincture? Uh, a tincture is something that you take. Uh, it's not if you're oh, looking yeah. for acid. Uh, the acid would actually be something like royal water. If you have royal water, that might be able to work because it kind of works as an like an acidic compound for treating orc smolt. I only have oil. If you have oil, you can try to rub it on his hands and you can try to get out that way, possibly. I'm going to try that. Okay. All right. So uh, why don't you go ahead and do a stealth test? Treat it as standard. Uh, I'll reroll. Okay. Go ahead and move it up. No. Crit success one. Okay. Crit success one. So you manage to very quietly while Bear and Irwin are kind of looking forward as they've the the wagon is, is coming to a stop as it's caught up with Rodina and Sophia and while the two of them are kind of looking forward down at whatever's going on, like oh, why are we stopped? Yeah, that type of thing. You manage to grease up his uh, his wrists and his hands, and he goes, uh, "Good lad, good lad, it's smart." And uh, Lavinia is turning around and trying to peer into the in the snow behind her to figure out what that howl was. It was like the perfect time to just sneakily do this. So, what is everyone doing? You've got Lavinia freaking out because there's noises coming from below, from behind. I would get out and help try and move stuff. Okay, so I want. The people who are helping move stuff, so that would be Sophia, and that would be Erwin. Go ahead and roll an athletics test. Uh, go ahead and roll it at standard. Pass. Pass. Okay. So it doesn't take very long. Uh, it take about six points of physical peril as you're quickly trying to like move it. And you're, there's there's something you're feeling like there's there's something going on. Like you're feeling getting yourselves trapped and enclosed there's no other way to go like you can try to hustle down the side of the mountain here but it's not a clear path it's you're like you're guessing at where you're going there's all sorts of chunks and snow so it's it's you're hurrying and your hands are getting kind of cut up a little bit as you're grabbing stuff that's that's cold and eventually after about a about 20 minutes or so uh, you manage to to move either throw stuff off or slide stuff off and and you're certainly cleared a path that's wide enough. Rodina quickly gets back, you know, gets back on the horse and starts trotting forward. And she, uh, she shouts back and she's like, Walsh, Walsh behind us. And she starts moving forward. And then Erwin, when you hop back onto the, the wagon, like you get this brief shot back down the path, the direction towards where Lavinia is. Go ahead and roll an awareness test and roll it at hard. 
That's a no. Okay. Yeah, there's one more if you want to reroll it. It's up to you. Sure. I'll reroll and use the last one. Nope. I went down a whole one. After about five more minutes of travel, Lavinia, you hear this high-pitched like whistle, and suddenly your horse rears up. I need you to go ahead and make a riding test. Make this a challenging. Okay, and let's flip to fail. And I failed. And you get thrown from your horse. You're going to go ahead and take nine points of physical peril as you're thrown to the ground. This horse is stamp is like stomping left and right, kind of almost trying to step on top of you. And you realize as you look up and you roll out of the way, there is an arrow sticking out of one of its rear flanks. You look around quickly to see the source of that particular arrow, and it has this kind of trajectory as if it was coming coming from below, coming from behind you. It, so you look and you peer into the snow, and that's when you see a, a second arrow kind of come flying out of the, the wind, swirling, kind of going in different ways, and it misses, and it clatters down off the ground and over the edge. Uh, someone's behind you, and you can't quite see who it is. I call out to, to Heber and Erwin. As because obviously my horse fucking screaming as mm-hmm. it fell, and I I'm, it's still standing. It's just hopping around. It got shot oh, in the ass. It, it oh, got okay. shot in the ass. Okay. Yeah. And um, I just I leave the horse and I run towards towards the wagon. Okay. Okay. And you can see, is are you doing anything, Erwin Hubert? I'm just watching to make sure that if there's anybody, my horse got shot. They're behind us. Then we need to go forward. I'll. Uh, get off and let her get on the wagon. Okay. And I'll stay like next to the wagon. Okay. Bear, Hubert, do anything? I'll yeah, keep an eye, an eye out. Just you will. I can see young one behind us. Okay. Go ahead and roll a awareness test hard. Put these horses in the high gear. Let's pass. Okay. You see three silhouettes begin to emerge. You can see that they are fairly tall, dark, kind of shoulder to shoulder. You see that one of them is holding up a fairly long and impressive looking bow. Another is carrying a fairly long blade, this sort of dark iron color. And the third one has this elongated, strange helmet on. And all of them are draped in these dark animal furs. And you can see that each one of them, as the silhouettes slowly move forward and get to the point where you can start to see more details and more color, these skull-shaped heads. Now an arrow gets, gets loose, and it's fired and shot, and it embeds into the ground at the back of the wagon. You would probably hazard a guess that that was a warning shot. Keon says, our friends have arrived. What looks, do you mean, friends? Looks like there's three of them. The, the animal hide-looking people. The skulls. They are a bit dramatic with their costumes and things. It's just, it's just their way. Now would be the time to let me go, he says really loudly. I'll yell and let Redina know that there's people back here. 
Zofia, where are you at? I was kind of halfway between Rodina and... Okay. She disappears into the... Like you, you lose sight of her at a certain point. So do you chase after her and try to bring her back or do you go back to them? I will try to go up and get her as a reinforcement. And eventually you catch up with her uh, and you can see that she's staring up ahead and roll a awareness test at heart. Actually make it, I'll say make it standard since you're kind of following her eyes and she's looking at something. Pass. You can see that there are some contours, some shapes up ahead. And she says to you, there in front as well, retreat to the wagon. And so you see her turn around and just start racing back. It's not that far, but she races as quickly as she can. And now you're all sort of stirred, stirred around. And Keon is again shouting, it's time for me to go for a bit of a walk, I think. A bit of a walk, my friends. Old friends, new friends. I just want to go for a walk. So if you could be so kind as to just unshackle me, that would be that would be fantastic. I don't think we have the key. <laughs> oh. Wow. And as Rodina comes up, oh, there we are. Oh, that's that sweet lady over there. If we just let them go, they won't attack us anymore. Is that what they want? Oh, hell. There's also, no guarantee that yeah. if we let him go, they've already shot my horse. Oh, your horse is fine. I've gotten shot in the ass four or five times, and I've been fine. I'll tell you what, sweetheart, you let me go. I'll put in a good word for you. Can't say or do much about that one, points at Rodina. That's just the price of doing business. The rest of you, I even... He kind of looks over at Erwin really quick. Well, maybe he's the price of doing business too. We'll see. We'll see. And you hear as another arrow comes kind of flying out from below. It just lands the ground. They're they're clearly not shooting at you intentionally. When Sophia comes back in, because she hadn't seen them yet, because they were in the back and she was kind of going forward. Mm -hmm. So when Sophia comes back, um, and when she's able to see them, mm-hmm. she would recognize that these are dressed like the people that took Emily. Mm-hmm. They are very much. So when Sophia kind of comes into range, she's going to get kind of pretty unwisely emboldened and sort of disembark from the horse and kind of run next to the wagon and just kind of start yelling and cussing at them that... You know, they took her, they took their friend and I'm going to, you know, kind of look at Erwin and say like, those are the people that took Emily. They were dressed just like that with the the animal skins and the skulls. And so I'm just going to start asking like, you know, where's our friend? Where's our friend? You took our friend. You know, we were in the forest and you came in the middle of the night and where is she? How far away are they? Uh, Probably within about 10 yards. Okay. I'm going to prepare myself to get ready to fight. I'm going to... Uh, interpose the wagon in between me and them, so that what I does that use mean? It, like use it as cover. Uh, the 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 wagons stopped. Yeah. So are you getting out of the wagon? Or are you trying to are you trying to drive the wagon? Because that's what Bear has been doing. No, no, no. Like I want to get on the other side of the wagon from them to have it in between us. Okay. Lavinia is going to turn to Radina 
Do we really need to bring him at this point, or do we need to get to the governor? What's more important? The only reason we were going to the governor is because we were bringing him. Steal yourself, what? elf. We fight. We outnumber them two to one. Don't For be peace. a coward. It's not that I'm being a coward about. I'm more worried about the governor up north. They need to get past us, of course. And Zofia, you know, she's sort of lying about that because you did sort of see something quickly. We need to make this. And so she's she starts to move forward kind of earnestly. And you hear another thump. It's like another arrow gets gets it's flown. And one of the three figures, the one that was got this big old sword, just kind of has it plopped over the back of their shoulder, steps a little forward and speaks. You are ours to do with as we please. Today is a new day. Today, the Umbasnor retake the land that has been theirs for centuries. If you'll stand in our way, if you'll try to interfere, we will kill you. As you'll see in a moment, you are severely outnumbered. You are outmaneuvered. Lay down your weapons. Surrender the Blood Warden and return to us the one you have in shackles. The rest of you may return to the town below. I'll throw down my axe. I no condition to fight. This ain't gonna be one for me, guys. He clinks a couple and it just falls off the ledge. Fuck. <laughs> Lavinia is not holding anything at this point. Mm-hmm. She just has her bag. And she's just kind of standing there, like looking at the rest of you because she's already almost died once. You can start to see that Rodina looks a little panicked at this point. Yeah. Like looking at you, then seeing Bear throw his weapon down, she gets like this just sour face like, you freaking cowards. You cowards. weren't even truthful. They have us surrounded up there, and I can look at everybody else. There's more of them up there. Oh, this there are. looking good for us. I have a wonderful surprise for you. Do you like pretty lights? Do you? And you see him reach into... His, his furs and he pulls out a horn right in front of you says I ask you all to cast your eyes to the top of the mountain and he pulls the horn to his lips and you hear a couple moments pass patient it will come like Rodina is like starting to get like, why are we not? Why are we not going? And he kind of steps further. This guy seems completely unafraid. And then that's when you hear it. You hear the sound of some sort of massive eruption. This 
explosion that cascades downwards from the direction that you were going, echoing off of the various rock of the mountain, cutting through the wind and the snow, and you can see these huge columns of smoke and fire just begin to erupt one by one. You can start to see, as you look north, the weaving together of this black clouds of smoke with the white clouds of of snow. Yeah, people mined the mountain, developed such wonderful substances. We thank you for them. And then one by one, all up ahead, Rodina panicked. Like she definitely seems confused. She starts charging directly at him, just like charging in, sw- like swings directly at him, and he just very deftly like steps aside, just sort of trips her, and she falls to the ground. And she like hold- he holds a blade down to her face. Oh, not yet. The biggest one hasn't even gone off yet. And that's when, a second later, this loud, like ten times louder than the other explosions you heard before, erupts the top of the, the top of the mountain, and everyone just sort of ducks down at that point at the concussive force of this blow. And when you look back, he's just got a blade down at her, a motionless goat-like skull on top of his face. It is a new day. <laughs> 